I want you to go in your Bibles, please, to Matthew 16, 19. I know it's, 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 it's popular right now to not do anything in service and just look to where the Word is in the screens and look on our phones. And, but if you've got a Bible, I'd really like you to just chart with me just for a few minutes this morning. I believe that the world is under gross attack from dark and demonic beings that we as the church even 2,000 years later really don't know anything about. We have perfected services. We have perfected meetings. We have perfected messages the message of finances, the message of faith, the message of reconciliation, sanctification, righteousness. We have perfected all of these things. But have we perfected warfare? You see, it's one thing to believe in Jesus, but do you believe in what Jesus did and what he does? Do you believe in Scripture that says when I must go away, that He comes? Who was He? Holy Spirit. And He will come and He will dwell in you. He will make His home in you. He will comfort you, counsel you, empower you, and you will become the temple of His presence. Jesus said, then by the power of the Holy Spirit, you will do greater works than what you have seen me do. The early church started in a blaze of fire. All things were possible. All things were doable. The boldness of this newness of life filled with the Spirit of God. Peter was supercharged. The early disciples were supercharged. They knew that they had never felt anything like this before. And here they are, in their day, full of the Holy Spirit's power. Peter went from questioning and flattering and you know, not able to trust even himself, never mind anyone else, to a man that was irresolute, to a man that was completely sold out, empowered, and grounded. And the reason that he existed, now there was nothing else to live for except the king and his kingdom. He had listened to everything that Jesus had said, and he had saw each and everything systematically come to pass and fall into place. Even when Jesus told him, they will do this to me, they will do that to me, Peter even said, no, they won't, we won't let them. And yet Peter realized in the frailty of his humanity, without this power, he couldn't stop anyone, not even himself. 
He thought he would stand for Christ. Yet the powers that were working, I don't know what powers were about the Garden of Gethsemane. I don't know what powers were going on around about, but it must have been pretty dark. Satan showed up to kill the king of glory. He thought he was the one that was leading it out. He thought he was the one that was hatching the plan to kill, crucify the Christ. But yet the father had already got there before him. Because Jesus was the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. In the heat of the moment, when they came to seize the Lord, the master, Peter with his big words, I will save you. Riches to save the master. And ends up causing someone to be earless. But Jesus, even in the midst of that oppression, that demonic swirl, that moment that he was to be given up, still in his love, reached down, grabbed an ear, and gave Malchus back symmetry. You know, I can shout for Jesus when there's no pressure. I can live for Jesus when there's no pressure. I can operate in the power of heaven when there's no pressure. I can do healings and miracles when there's no pressure. But here's the pressure on Jesus right now. And he's still sticking to the plan. I came for them. Whether one loves me or hates me, I came for them. He could have said, stuff Malchus, let him be earless. Let, him, let it be a sign what he did to me. Some of us would like to do that. Let it be a forever sign. The one who has only one ear was the one who grabbed me. But Jesus wouldn't even in that moment allow that to be happening. Hallelujah. There's a war, ladies and gentlemen, that is raging. It is waging. And unfortunately, I believe that the church is not ready for what's about to be unleashed on the earth. We have played. We have been in years of self-development. We have developed in every area, possibly, except the area that we should have developed. We've went to self-help classes called Church on a Sunday Morning. And we've tried to get better and better and better at who we are. Motivation was the order of the day. If I can just be motivated to accomplish great things in this life. But yet, even as we accomplish, even as we do mighty things, the war still rages. COVID came, 
caught the church sleeping, snoozing, when a pandemic, a plague hit planet Earth, the church stood like this, wondering, what shall we do now? Thousands in their thousands died. People were hospitalized. Protocols from hospitals were put in place. And many people went into an eternity whether they were ready or not. We wrung our hands wondering, do we do the masks or do we not? Do we take the vaccine or do we not? Do we do this or do we do not do that? Do we open church or do we not? Do we? And yet the plague ravaged the unsuspecting were taken out into eternity. For the ones that said it could never happen in my lifetime, it did. And here we are. The body of Christ. And we are shaping up for the greatest moment since the death, burial, and resurrection and arrival of the Holy Ghost. The rapture of the church. We are being poised and positioned for the greatest showdown in history. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready that when demons want to just show themselves around your house, are you ready to take authority, bind them, and see that they cannot operate against you? It's very quiet in this church today. Because I can tell you, ladies and gentlemen, right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, it has become one of the greatest mission fields that I have ever set my family. When I came to this city, the Spirit of the Lord said that you will deal with mind-bending devils like you have never dealt with before. Guard your mind. These things will come and they will suggest and they will try to deceive and they will try to twist and they will try to make things that are not right become very, very real. In other words, the Spirit of the Lord says that you must make the Spirit the place that you live so that when you step out into this world and into this life, you will be prepared like Jesus was. Jesus did nothing without prayer. Jesus did nothing without first fortifying himself and grounding himself in everything that the Father had sent him to earth to do. You too, ladies and gentlemen, have a part to play. As Pastor Karn already said today, you have a place. And you have a supply of the Spirit of Christ that is so necessary in this day and hour. Can I ask you again, what are you doing with your life? What are you doing with your time? Have you got the upper hand over the enemy? Is it a sure deal? Can you use the name of Jesus and know that you are assured of the victory? Can you step out of your house knowing that you are the head and not the tail above only and not beneath? Can you step out of your house and know? quiet in here today. I agree with you, Pastor Karn. But you see, I'm not on Labor Day weekend. I'm on God's time. 
I'm not here just to placate to what the world says is a holiday when the world is trying to fall apart. There's a nuclear station over there in Ukraine. They don't know what's about to happen to that. They say it could be a modern day Chernobyl. Ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't matter about what's going on right now. The world is falling apart. There are wars and rumors of wars. I'm going to try and stay in English. There are things that are going on even in this country. Our very own president begins to stand up this week and begins to speak. Listen, devils are not hiding themselves anymore. Things are on a time that we have never been before. The early church faced some devils, and I tell you, the end time church will face some devils. And you might get offended at what I'm saying, but it is not my issue. It is still yours. You are still trying to find yourself. You are still trying to do your thing. You so badly want to be used by God. You so badly want to build your business. You so badly are into your life that you can't even see the greater plan that is staring you in the face. This is not about you. This is about him. This is not about what I can do. This is about what he has already done. It's not about my plan. It's about his plan. It's not about my kingdom. It's about his kingdom. It's not about my name. It's about his name. It's not about what's going to happen because in him it has already happened. Ladies and gentlemen, the greatest fight is about to explode in style on planet earth and you better be ready. Look at your neighbor and say, I am ready. God is raising up a church that is ready. You can't just sit and just sit in pews and just worship and wasn't that a beautiful service and, and maybe I'll go over to this church and maybe I'll do this. You are the army of God. You are the church of Jesus Christ. You are the ecclesia, the governing authority of God on the earth. And I am telling you, he's looking for someone to stand up and show himself through you in the name of Jesus so that he has a voice, so that he can speak, so that he can have a hand, so that he can touch. He's looking for for a foot so that he can run around this earth and do always what he always does, doing good and healing all that are sick and oppressed. I want you to shut it out. The best is yet to come. I always declare it because today is not as good as what I know tomorrow is going to be. You can say today is good, but tomorrow is even going to be better. I want you to shut it out. The awakenings are taking place. You may not even like me, but I can tell you that has nothing to do with the call that is upon my life. I have been sent like you have been sent. I have been asked like you have been asked. Will you do it? Will somebody do it? Will somebody go for me? I came to Tulsa thinking, my God, this is like Tulsa, Jerusalem. This is where I'm telling you. It's like the Christian's Mecca. And I get here and I realize that there are more devils that are running around this city than what I ever find in Ireland. Because devils want to be where religion is. Devils love religion. Devils are thieves. They can cash in in religion. If we can just get the church just to play nice, sing their songs, stay indoors, you know, just have a kick sale and a bake-off. If we can just get the church praying about another prayer meeting and another prayer meeting, we can just get them just within wheels and just get them chasing their tails and get them offended and get them thinking about their own lives and their own calls and their own destinies. If we can just get them thinking about themselves then the devils are winning look at your neighbor and say the devil's not winning in my house 
And I can tell you as pastor of this church, 10 years in, the devil is not winning in this house. The devil will never win in this house. I want somebody to shout a big amen. The devil will never win in this house. Come on, I want you to shout it out. I win! Let me hear you, millennial. I win! I just wish you wouldn't push me so much. I wish I wouldn't have to push you so much. Run alongside me. Come on, grab me. Work with me. Don't have me always trying to haul you. Come on, there, there's nothing worse than a big old fat load on the back of the car. You can't drive the way you want to drive with the trailer on the back. It's amazing. You don't see a sports car with a big old RV on the back of it. Because you never say, I want to be a sports car. Amen. I want to go somewhere. I want to go somewhere fast. You're a wild man, Pastor Paul. You ain't seen nothing yet. I'm telling you. Because I'm telling you, I'm working on some stuff of my own with the Lord. And I'm telling you, some of you would turn you gray overnight. But I tell you, Rosamana Aprenea, all you can see is this natural realm. The spirit realm is about to open up to you. Because as I said before, devils are not hiding anymore. If you can see a man stand there just infused, and it was not God that Ammon this week stood infused behind a pulpit and began to speak. And you begin to see that word and you begin to hear it. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, bondage is trying to come to the United States of America. There is a devil that is trying to incarcerate this country. And you, the church, have to rise. Look at your neighbor and say, I rise. Come on, say it like you mean it. I rise. These devils are trying to show themselves at every aspect of our government. They're trying to show themselves at every corner of every street. They're not even trying to hide anymore. Things that are wrong are being looked like they're right, and things that are right are now being portrayed as they are wrong. You, ladies and gentlemen, are the new terrorists. You are the problem. You are the one. You are the deplorable. You are the one that won't get out of the way. I'm not talking about Democrats or Republicans. I'm talking about the church of Jesus Christ. I'm not talking about an elephant or a donkey you are the issue you got to know that people people out there don't know that this is a spiritual war they're looking at a donkey and a demo uh, and, and an elephant but this is nothing to do with that this is to do with the victory of Jesus Christ this is to do with the victory of Jesus Christ this is to do with the victory of Jesus Christ shut it out I've got the victory Look at your neighbor and say, wakey, wakey, honey bunny. Come on, you got to know that the devils are trying to line themselves up. They're coming to your neighborhood. They're coming to your community. They're coming to Tulsa, Oklahoma in droves like we've never seen. I'm telling you, this city was destined for a move and an awakening of God. I believe that the past was wonderful, but I believe that the future is even greater. I believe the greatest days for Tulsa, Oklahoma are right up ahead of us in the name of Jesus. And if you think we float in the oil in the past, you want to see the oil in the future. That's a good place for somebody to stand up and shout a little bit and begin to bless the Lord a little bit. Come on, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You may take your seats. I'm not messing around. 
I'm telling you, I've had some things happen to me over this last several months that I'll tell you, some of you would go bald overnight. It's good I am bald. But Satan's not messing around. But I've told the devil I'm not messing around either. Amen. And he has nothing because he was stripped of everything that he ever had. I have been given everything that pertains unto life and godliness. And I have been given the power of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. If you were a believer, shout it out. A believer. God is not amassing us in a place like this so that we can just play over the offense of earlier years in other churches. He is bringing you for such a time as this so that you can stand on the authority of his word and begin to speak out that name. Satan wants your problem always to be other people. People are not your problem. Satan is your problem. He always wants to show up cloaked in an offense. And and I'm irritated by this one. And I'm irritated by that one. They are not your problem. This fight is not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities. Five of us. Five of us are, are going to wage a good warfare. I believe the name of Jesus works. If you believe us, shout amen. amen. I believe that Christ still is the anointing and his anointing. I believe that he is still the king of glory. I still believe he is the king of the kingdom. And I still believe in why God brought me to Tulsa. It's still the same plan. Shut it up. My family's going to make it. My children's going to make it. My whole house is going to make it. In the name of Jesus, we're going to have the glory in the kitchen. We're going to have the glory in the living room. We're going to have the glory in the backyard. We're going to have the glory in the front yard. Come on, shut it up. Glory, glory, glory. You have to understand, this is giving the devil a nightmare, I'm telling you, a nightmare right now. Because people are standing up shouting on a Sunday morning. We shouldn't be doing this on a Sunday morning. We shouldn't be allowing the Holy Spirit to move on a Sunday morning. We shouldn't be speaking tongues on a Sunday morning. We shouldn't get excited on a Sunday morning. Let me tell you something. There's a few Sunday mornings coming in the name of Jesus. There's a few Sunday mornings coming. You better get yourself ready. You better get yourself right because we're taking this fight to the devil. You may take your seats. Look at your neighbor and say, you should have been sucking on what he was sucking on this week. Praise God. Instead of crawling out of your hole, just, I don't know, I don't even want to go to church. I, I don't want to, I mean, my God, if he asked me to lift my hand one more time, I think I'll throw the Bible at him. And all the while, God's trying to get you over you. This is not about me. Leave me alone. I am a nice guy. <laughs> Uh, uh, uh. Better get ready now, devil. The coat's coming off. 
I was going to wear a tie today, but I'm telling you, if the devil showed up, I'd have strangled him with it. And I don't want to take him out before his time. I've got to leave Jesus something to do. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think pastors should be doing that. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. You're listening to devils. You're listening to religious devils. They're coming around your house. Hey, don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. Let me tell you something. If you were smart, you would listen to me right now. Because I tell you, we're going to get you over the fight. You can run through a trip and jump over that wall in the name of Jesus. And the enemy show up at your house. You'll be on your You can stand in the name of Jesus and say, not today. I'm out there pleading the blood of Jesus around my house, front yard, backyard, in the name of Jesus. I belong to Jesus. Everything belongs to Jesus. My family belongs to Jesus. And I plead the blood over this. So they might come to my neighbors, but they're not coming to my house. As I can see, some of you are checking the time. How long must I endure this? How long do you want to endure hell? As I tell you, there's some people that say they are professing Christians, but you aren't going to waken up in heaven. Because the life you're living and the selfishness that you intend to constantly breed in and through your life, you will not be with us in heaven. But I can tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I know in whom I believe. And I know that he is well able. If you believe, I shut a big amen. Religion has no hold in me. Religion cannot bind me. Religion cannot take me. And it cannot stop me. We are unstoppable. Matthew 16, 19. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind, declare to be improper and unlawful on earth, must be what is already bound in heaven. In other words, it's a done deal. Just work with what heaven has already done. You're not on down here getting heaven to back you up. Heaven has already laid it out for you. And you're just getting into agreement with what heaven has already done. So when you begin to bind what is already bound in heaven, you have that authority of Jesus Christ to know that this can happen. Not today, because it's already bound in heaven. He said, I will give you the keys. Why don't you lift your hand and say, I'll take them. He said, whatever is bound is bound. Everybody say bound. He said, whatever is loosed is. Everybody shout it out, loosed. He goes into Matthew 18, 18. Truly I tell you, whatever you forbid and declare to be improper and unlawful on earth must be what is already forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit and declare proper and lawful on earth must be what is already permitted in heaven. Well, what I'm doing this morning, ladies and gentlemen, is permitted in heaven. This right here is permitted in heaven. I would never have come to Tulsa, Oklahoma if it hadn't have been the move of the Spirit. I came over here with tired, with tears running down my cheeks, walking up a parking lot like a wheeling, just idiot, wondering why God had sent me to a city like this. But the longer I live here, the more opportunities I have got to step back from the reason that He brought me here. 
You see, comfortability, ladies and gentlemen, just wants to grab you at any moment that you drop your guard. You can get into autopilot at any moment you want to push that button. You can forget what it is that actually happened to get you to this spot. And you have to continually remind yourself of the reason that you are here and why God led you by the Spirit to be here. Or God will see you hold off into the lines of apathy and complacency, thinking it is the plan of God. But it is Satan with a teller around your neck, and it's usually at the harvest of self. Isaiah 22, 22, and the key of the house of David, shout it out again, I've got the keys. You know, say it like you mean it. I got the, oh, one more time. I got the, I mean, they're around here somewhere. I got the keys. I mean, I, I know they're around here somewhere. And the keys of the house of David I will lay upon his shoulder. He shall open and no man shall shut. He shall shut and no man shall open. It's a done deal, ladies and gentlemen. Go through, go through that door that is open. Revelation 3, 7. And the angel, the messenger of the assembly in Philadelphia, write, these are the words of the Holy One, the True One, He who has the key of David, who opens and no one shall shut, who shuts and no one shall open. And 1 Corinthians 15, 52 says this, In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the sound of the last trumpet call, for a trumpet will sound and the dead in Christ will rise, imperishable, free and immune from decay, and we shall be changed. Everybody shut it out. We shall be changed. Praise the Lord. At that rapture, praise God. God, the dead in Christ shall rise. It's going to be a, a, an amazing event. And I pray in the Spirit with me right now. It's going to be an amazing event. If you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, get baptized right now. You need the fire of God for this season. You cannot go out into the world without the power of the Holy Spirit. You cannot go out into the world without the fire of heaven. I'm telling you, there are devils out there. They're coming through your TV. They're coming through the media. They're coming through politicians. They're coming through, I'm telling you, the government's at high heights. Amen. But I tell you, we have a king, and his name is Jesus. And he is the Christ. He is the son of the living God. And we declare that Jesus is Lord. Come on, shut it out. Jesus is Lord. So then it leads us. Come on, I'm going fast. We got to go. Joel 2, 1. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Setting type of the church. Sound an alarm in my holy mount. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble. For the day of the Lord is coming. It is close at hand. Shut it out. It is close at hand. Numbers 10, 9 says this. When you go to war in your land against the enemy that oppresses you, then blow an alarm with the trumpets that you may be remembered before the Lord your God and you shall be saved from your enemies. Look at your neighbor and say, it is time to blow your little horn in the name of Jesus. It is time to blow the trumpet and it is time to release the sound of the Lord in the name of Jesus. I declare over you that you shall be saved from all enemies. If you believe that, give the Lord praise and honor and glory we are saved from all enemies on your nightstand sits a little alarm clock it's your best friend you love it it's a luxurious accessory many of us don't even have an alarm clock right now we have our phone but that phone sits there it's an amazing thing that we never have to set our alarm for the day that we're off 
We never have to set our alarm for the day that you're off. Always have to set the alarm to get up and go to work, to get up and do something that needs attended to. But we never set the alarm for the day that you've off. It's amazing. This alarm blares on a Monday morning. It's your best friend. It's your luxurious item. You put a lot of money into it. You wanted all the bells and whistles, so you got yourself a good one. You wanted a good phone, all bells and whistles, so you got yourself a good one. But no matter whether it's a good one or not, it is programmed to get you up. You push that button on your alarm on your phone, you push that button on your alarm clock, guess what? If you set it for 5 a.m., that thing's going to go off at 5 a.m., whether you like it or not. How many people just love it when your alarm clock goes off? Wave at me now. We'll pray for you. You love it when that thing goes off. How many people are tempted constantly to set it earlier so that you can at least have 30 minutes of snooze time? Let me see your hand. Some of us, I tell you, we're, 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 you know, we're strong enough that it goes up, we're up. But the majority is that there it blares. And we love our alarm. We love it so much that it's right beside us when we sleep. That's how much we love it. Well, there's an alarm that is sounding. And this alarm is sounding to get you up to work. It's not sounding so that you can hit the snooze button for 30, 40, 50, 60 more minutes. Look at your neighbor and say, it's time for you to lose that snooze button in the name of Jesus because how many people have ever heard it? You snooze, you. Look at your neighbor and say, there's no losers in this church. It's amazing when that alarm goes off. No matter how much we hate it, we don't get offended by it. But yet I can stand up here like a real handsome alarm. Cute as a bag of monkeys, and I tell you, you can get offended at me because I'm sounding an alarm. The alarm is this, ladies and gentlemen. You can't live the way you want to live. You can't do what you want to do. You can't go where you want to go. You are not your own. You belong to Jesus Christ. And he has placed himself in you by the power of the Holy Spirit. And there are people that you're supposed to be with. There are people that you're supposed to work with. There are people that you are fitly joined to work together with. And we're finding each other. It's so powerful. You know, you come in here today and you can have the greatest entertainment show you ever had on earth and go right there. But yet the devils will meet you at the door. They'll see you praise. They'll see you worship. They'll see you hear that message. Oh man, praise the Lord. I'm going to take the world. But those devils know you're not one bit more powerful or prepared. for what's about to come your direction. The truth of the matter is, ladies and gentlemen, for the devil to do all that he wants to do is really for the church to do nothing. But that's not going to happen in my life. And that's not going to happen on your watch.
in the name of Jesus. If you believe it, shout a big amen with me. Are you glad you came this morning? How many people got something out of it? Let me see your hands. How many people believe that you're going home differently to what you came? This week cannot be a week of just you trying to get yourself through. Today, before we leave, right now in a couple of minutes, we're going to take this week. We're going to bind every devil that wants to come your direction. And we're going to lose heaven in the name of Jesus. I said, we're going to lose heaven. I said, we're going to lose heaven. Andrew Murray said this, a true revival means nothing less than a revolution. Casting out the spirit of worldliness and selfishness and making God and his love triumph in the heart and life. In our lifetime, there are leaders that rise up and rise down and fall down. No matter how you like presidents, no matter how you like heads of state, each play a part, each has a function and each has a role. But we didn't realize that when Donald Trump was in office, he was a present day Jehu. Whether people liked him or whether they didn't, he took out things that needed to be taken out. I know people don't like these things being said, but you have to understand that the devil is not gonna manifest with a tight, shiny, lycra, Kardashian suit. Only in red. I don't mean not anything against the Kardashians. I'm talking about that suit she wore. The devil's not gonna walk down here with that in the color of red with the tail and with horns. The devil's coming through people. I'm gonna say that again. The devil is coming through people, good people who have bought the lie. I want you to shut it out. I will never buy the lie. First Corinthians 15, 34 says, awake to righteousness. I want to just slip this in here. You are born from above. In John 17, 15 and 18, it tells us that Jesus prayed for us. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but thou should keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. Look at three people and say, you're sent, you're sent, you're sent, you're sent, you're sent. Where are we sent to? We're sent to our workplace. We're sent to the office. We're sent to the street. We're sent wherever we are sent. There's precious people here today. Amen. Missionaries in Hong Kong. Can we bless them today? In the name of Jesus, these precious people, their family. Amen. Heading back there in one week. Oswald Chambers says this, When I was born again, I received the very life of the risen Lord from Jesus himself. And Acts 5 tells us the story of the early church by the hands of the apostles. Numerous and startling signs and wonders were being performed among the people. And by common consent, they all met together at the temple in the covered porch called Solomon's. Such a powerful, powerful outworking. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, the early church turned the world upside down. I know I sound 
very much like a radical today. Guilty. I know I sound very much like a fanatic today. Guilty. I know I sound very intense today. You have no idea how intense I actually am. But as pastor, I'm working for you. I'm working for your lives. But before that, I'm working for him. And I take it very seriously when people say we're joining ourselves to this work. We're joining ourselves to walk with you, look you in the eye, walk shoulder to shoulder. I take it very seriously because I believe that the greatest responsibility will be those of my stature, of my calling. What did you do with the people I brought your direction? People that are the most precious, precious, precious thing that you can ever have in your life. Thing is not the right word, but... What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? You gonna live in your life of despair in your head? Chasing around those thoughts constantly? Pastor, I'm not really into this. I mean, I'm not. Not yet. Because one of these days, because of my prayers and because of what other people have prayed, it's going to be an alarm clock that's going to go, eh, 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 eh. and it's going to rouse you to work until Jesus comes. If you didn't operate by fire before, you will operate by fire in the days to come. I believe there's an end time anointing. Lift your hands and receive it. Pray in the Holy Ghost with me right now all over this room. Those watching online, there's an end time anointing that is available for each and every one of us in the name of Jesus. So you can sit and wonder, I don't believe, I don't think I believe that. You're a fool to say that. When you can see in the world that it is falling apart, when you can see that Satan is rampaging, in the name of Jesus, but I'm telling you, all of our bodies are coming into line with the Word of God. Come on, we have the mind of Christ. We have the shield of faith, quenching every fiery dart of the enemy. Come on, right now, even by the Spirit, praying in tongues, you can bind the enemy. You can loose God. You can loose heaven on earth. In the name of Jesus, that the glory days are manifesting in your life, that you're the head and not the tail, that you'll never be worked by the enemy, that you will never be a casualty of this war. In the name of Jesus, no matter what's going on, no matter what's happening in this world, no matter what nation rises against nation, I'm telling you, we are blessed to live in the United States of America. And we are blessed to live in this nation. And we still call it one nation under God. Indivisible with liberty and justice for all. And as believers, as the blood-washed church of Jesus Christ, we have a name uh, that is above every name. And we can speak that name in season, out of season. And that name will work. And the devil will have to respond to it every single time. Shout it out. I bind. Satan, Satan. Now. now, off my life, off my life. Now. 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 I know that for some of you, that's the first time you've done that in quite a while. But I tell you, it changes today. Because you think that you can do it another way than what the early church did it? 
you must rethink this plan. Because you think you can just sit and kneel at the front of the church and just worship yourself into an, an oblivion and the devil will leave you alone? He was Lucifer. Worship was made within his parts. He knows what good worship is and what bad worship is. He knows when it's just a song and when it's more than a song. You will never live this life without getting yourself up into a place where you can master the forces that want to work against you. My name is Paul Brady, and I approve of this message. Come on, give the Lord praise and honor and glory. Come on, give the Lord praise and honor and glory. Come on, magnify the Lord with me. Bless his name forever. Come on, bless his name forever. He's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. And you may not believe in me. And you may have had every opportunity to get offended at me. But I can tell you that all I've ever done is love you. All I've ever done is endeavored to wake you up and to cause you to stay awake so that you'll never snooze again. I can't pastor asleep in church, guys. Laurie Sparks called me a couple of months ago and says, I want to come to Tulsa. I want to come have wells of revival. Told you're the, you're the mom. We want to come there. We want to come to your church. They're not bringing revival, guys. Revival is here. But they're coming to help. We're coming to stir the waters, coming to stir the pot. When I heard that, my memory went back, right back. I had this message and I spoke to Sister Billy, Blint, Billy Brim. And I said, the Lord has spoken to me about the well in the city of Tulsa. And I must tend it. So when Laurie Sparks wants to come and he wants to help work at the well, here in Tulsa and I said come on we'll take all the help we can get and that's going to be on Tuesday night ladies and gentlemen I want all of you to be here 7 p.m. this Tuesday night 7 p.m. he's coming with the Evans and together I'm telling you we will enforce and get behind what it is that God is doing through us I'm not wasting your time. God did not bring you out on a Sunday morning so that you could just say, wasn't that beautiful, and let's go eat. God is a destiny and a mark upon each and every one of us. I can't do this any other way. I need your help. I can't do this any other way than what you see. You say, Pastor, you could just do it nicer. You know what? I was thinking about this over this last month or two. 
beautiful armory of weapons and the time came that you had to use one of them you would bring out the most effective might not be much use until you need to use them but you certainly would bring out the one that would do the most damage that's like a weapon in your back pocket instead of a handkerchief that you can cry with I think it's an asset in a day like this oh, clap Jesus clap Jesus I'm not asking you to clap me clap him I just want 10 more points, Pastor. I'll come to your house and we'll get out all your journals from all the years. And we'll see how much power you're living out of those journals. It's what's happening in the present. It's your reality. Not what's written in your books. been here before it's uncharted waters I'm not afraid of it and I don't believe you are either why because everyone was placed in history at the time on earth they needed to be there so that already tells me we have what we need to see this thing through governments will rise the persecution against the church is coming I've said it for years and years and years and people would say to me you need to stop saying that and some are now blaming me that I talked it into being but the scripture clearly tells and defines the age that we're living in is it good for the church yeah but it's gonna be a good fight before you get out of here and you're going to get an opportunity to sign your name to what you really believe. Well, I know what I believe. And if you believe that too, stand to your feet this morning. In Jesus' precious name. And lift your hands to the King all over this room. And one more time, pledge allegiance to Him. In Jesus' precious name. Father, all over this room, you see your children. You see this body. What an awesome honor to minister to this body, to be a pastor. Father, use us for your glory. Use us for this awakening. Use us as part of this great day that we're living in. For your glory, for your honor, and for your majesty. We give you all the praise and all the honor and all the praise. Begin to thank him right now. With your voices all over this room, thank him, thank him. Thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we're so grateful, so grateful, so grateful, so grateful. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, come on, somebody give the Lord a praise offering right now. You can do better than that. Give him a praise offering.